Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Longkang Kitties podcast. Welcome. <clears throat> this is a podcast where we shoot the shit and where Dan burps on a podcast and you have to listen to him. Today, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic. We're going to talk about the presidential elections, which, which just happened. But before we begin... Which just did not happen, you mean? The presidential, presidential selections. Yes. Which... <laughs> anyway, I'm Dan. Good to meet you guys. I'm Angie. Hi, I'm Saiful. I'm special guest to the Longkang Kitties yes, today. Sir. Um, um, yes, so I gave myself a cat name. I'm Kucing Kurap, and I'm Malay. <laughs> oh yeah, and we are we are terrible hosts because we did not like announce that we have like special guests. Yeah, we can we <laughs> we have been Chinese talk about Chinese talk about <laughs> Singapore for so long. Really. Finally, we have our first actually no um, our second because because Lydia came on before. Yes. Right? Yeah, so we finally we have got a, a a young strapping handsome Malay gentleman that's more handsome than John. Thankfully, yes. <laughs> so he cannot break Be- about he it. He beats John hands down. No more Mister Handsome John. Yes. I I don't know about that man. Okay, introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm John. I still firmly believe in my you know fucking awesome good looks. <laughs> Saifu certainly is a good looking man as well but in a different way la, you know? <laughs> we, should all, we should all appreciate diversity here <laughs> okay so before we get to the elec- ele- presidential se- selection not yes. election can we, can we right? run one round around the table okay yes we, oh, okay. Can, can we just mm. do a like, little quick intro about Saifu mm. or oh, yeah, good Saifu idea. talk good about idea. himself yeah, good right. idea. hi, good idea. hi. Um, my name is Saifu um, I save lives yeah. Um, so professionally, I'm a paramedic, um, but on the side, I, I do a lot of um, engagement, community engagement. I do interfaith work. I do um, inter-ethnic work. I've wrote, I've written um, a small short commentary, um, putting multi back into multiculturalism, which was uh, published in the birthday book. And I, 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 I train youth leaders to be involved in the community. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and, and if you invite me to your podcast, I bring pandan fudge Cake. And it was delicious. Yes. It was super yummy. <laughs> yes. Actually, Thank I would like to another that. slice yeah, in a bit. Yeah, so we have somebody on, on the podcast who finally right, knows what he's talking about, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. We are no longer Chinese yes. majority. Yes, excellent. We, we are still a Chinese majority. Yeah, we are still Chinese <laughs> but, 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 but the percentages are more closely uh, linked to the actual percentages. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You identify as Chinese. I adif- identify as Zimbabwean. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So actually, yeah, I'm the minority here because uh, Lydia and Saifu, oh, right? No. And then you and John, and I'm Zimbabwean. Hey, wait, hang on a second. I identify as a lizard person. <laughs> You're trampling all over my lizard person rights. Okay, fucking... fine. I claim the Chinese privilege then. <laughs> I will claim the Chinese okay, privilege cl- in this podcast. Pride. <laughs> yes. Okay, K- fine. Okay, can we just quickly go one round around this table, all in favor of uh, uh, Madam Halima being our president of Singapore? Say I. What do you say if you don't agree? Nay. Nee. Okay, I'll go first. I. Nay. Nee. I. 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 The question is Halima being president. Halima being president. president. I'm, I'm, I'm for. Okay, yeah. How many of you are for the method in which she was elected? Nay. 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 Okay. So do you do you do you think guys think that this actually accurately sums up the majority of Singaporeans though? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know if it sums up the majority of Singaporeans are, but I think certainly we would have loved to seen have have seen an election going on uh. Even though if you know, all this time we've been complaining that, you know, the government basically controls everything. But at the, you know, for 
from the beginning of the PAP, right, at the very least, even if it was a sham election, there was still an election. This is not even a sham election. This is just a selection, as what everybody pointed out. Yeah, I feel, I feel we were robbed of our extra public holiday. <laughs> yeah, damn it, I'm so yeah. we were making plans. Yeah. You know, I, friends wanted to make staycations and then book holidays and all that. And I know people who like took you know like extra leave on the Friday. Friday yeah, thinking it would be a long holiday and all that. So, yeah. can't they give us the public holiday anyways? Maybe they'll they'll just make people happy. Then we'll forget about yeah. the yeah. process. Just call it Halima Day or something. Yeah, Halima you know? Day. Let's just celebrate Halima for her Halimanas. Isn't that great? Yes, yes, I think it's better to celebrate her as an individual because she's quite accomplished and has done many, many things that you and I could not have done, which qualifies her, you know, to be a president, you know, whereas uh, this whole idea of bringing, uh, you know, bringing, uh, you know, this reserve elections for race into it Mm -hmm. can be, uh, can be, uh, can be very difficult to to reconcile with, uh, especially when you're young and then all you've grown up with is this idea of meritocracy and you say the pledge every morning, and uh, this this runs contrary in, t- in the face of what we've been taught. You see, what what do you have to say about that, sir? I I, I think it is something, um, like most things in Singapore, there's uh, the state intervention seems benevolent. It's like you know we are doing this for the greater good of of Singapore and, and Singapore citizens. Funny thing is that we actually got positive kind of remarks from our neighboring countries. We say that, oh, it's good, you know, finally Singapore has a, um, a minority in the a leader, you know, as the head of state and all that um, after so many years. Um, unfortunately, it's not something that is shared in Singapore because we understand that it was, you know, uh, heightest triggered and all that. And, and I, I do feel that it is too much state intervention. Yes. Uh, maybe it would happen, maybe much, much later. I do remember K. Shamugam, um, the Minister for Law and Home Affairs, actually mentioned, I mean, when people said that, you know, the US finally got their first back president with Barack Obama, and he brought up the fact that only 43% of the whites voted for Barack Obama. So he did not get the whites' support in terms of majority, but because there was overwhelming minority support, he actually won the election. Yeah, so that was something that, that when I read it also, and I kind of double-checked it, and it was true. So I think that, that, that idea of like, you know, if you do want to have a minority representation or minority, we need to have our GRCs, we need to have our heightest triggered. It's very Singaporean. It is our version of democracy because we racialize things. I think that's the root of it. The root of it is we racialize it first. And then after that, to kind of have racial representation, we put things in place so that, you know, it works out. Yeah, but that's, that's one layer of it, the, the fact that we racialize things and then we give our new definitions of what race is also. So that's another, th- that's another yeah, layer. Yeah, so yes. that, that's like all, all the, well, because there's so many issues that are yeah. kind of all wrapped up in this really huge garbage ball of <laughs> our uh, reserved elections. So A, we've got the reserved elections. So if any time that we've not had any representation from any community for the past five um, terms of office, right, if yeah. I'm not wrong, uh, then this committee, so-called, will come together and decide, you know, like, which um, community will will be 
the, the election will be reserved for la, basically. Mm. So okay, that's one. That's the preferential treatment in some sense. Yeah. Can I call it that? I think it's a quota uh, system. Yeah, yeah, quota yeah. system. Yeah, yeah, it's not preferential. It's a quota system. Yeah. And then secondly, we've got the whole um, issue of identity uh, that's being brought up here because one of the things that everyone is very curious about is like what race does Halima's IC state? Yes. Right? Mm. Because as far as I know, her father is Indian mm. and her mother is uh, Malay mm. and she's Muslim. Yes. Correct? So in Singapore, we've got this kind of conflation of Malay and Muslim uh, as identities that are so, so kind of together mm. right but you can exist as one or the other or both right yes and you know so in singapore we i think we follow the father's race correct if yes. i'm not wrong yeah the, so i mean at least until very recently when they allowed the double barrel and then more recently they allow people to even choose the mother's race <laughs> okay, so okay, let's 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 stop with a very simple Question first lah. Please, please. Okay, it's simple, yeah. but it's gonna be fucking loaded as shit. Okay. Okay. Does race exist? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, there's, there's one race, human race. Oh, I expected better from nah, you. I think Wait till we meet our first alien, okay. you know, invaders. Then you, then you. Honestly, I think in Singapore, um, the most important race. As the F1 night race brings a lot what? of money, <laughs> no, it brings a lot of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I think honestly, I think it's it's. I'm gonna I'm not gonna answer that question because I think it's very troublesome to answer that question because if you look at it from uh, many perspective, you would say there's no bio- biological kind of like um, means to kind of so, show. I mean, we we also get terms our terminology clear first, lah. So. Okay. When we, talk, when we talk about race in this specific instance We're talking uh, about the race on your IC Ethnicities, yeah, we're talk- right, actually. actually, okay So currently the, the, the theory that's being paddled around is that There's no such thing as race Race is a theory that was invented by some Colonialists British, Yeah, colonialists in yeah. the Victorian era So and so forth um, But that is so-called the, the general consensus Even amongst, for example, the natural, sci- the, the, yeah. the natural scientists Like biologists, geneticists, so and so forth the, the thing that they do acknowledge though is uh, ethnicity is a real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for example, there's no white race, but among people who are fair-skinned, for instance, there's the Gaul, the Celtics, the Germanics, the mm-hmm. Caucasian, Saxon, so on and so forth. And then we, even among, like for example in China, there's something close to like 50-odd recognized ethnicity, for instance. Yep. So let's let's be clear about that first. Lah. So okay. the race is the so-called the one common denomination that binds people of a Specific skin color, for instance, okay, and then ethnicity is more uh, geo- geographical, cultural, and yeah, more maybe even genetical, mm. or like based on your genetics. So ancestry, even yeah, yeah, ancestry. So let's be clear about that first. So based on this now, right? Let's let's uh, let, let we are armed with this knowledge now. Does race exist? I think race exists as a social construct. Um, this is what I've been taught in school. Yes, thanks. Ten year series answers. Um, but but I think also as a political kind of means to identify individuals within a society, it is there is race. So in America, they 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 know themselves as the whites, the blacks, Hispanics, and then it, it changes over time. Um, in Singapore, we we've been so comfortable with the CIMO. Uh, model I call it the cannot make it one <laughs> CIMO and and I think it's something that we need to challenge but from an administrative point of view it has been used 
even some points at some time I so feel reinforcing stereotypes. Yeah, so yeah, but but if you if you ask me if race does exist, I would say personally I don't think so. Um, but I do believe ethnicity, like you said, exists, and I do think um, that is where we fail um, to kind of draw the line between race and ethnicity in Singapore. We use the term race all the time. We don't even use the word ethnicity. Yeah, so I think yeah, but we then if it's anonymous. The, but of course, now the question arises, right? Where if let's say for example we were to use ethnicity in our so-called classification, that that would like further segregate people. Because there's so like even within the Malays, like you yeah. know, there's the Japanese, the Bugis, so and so forth. So there's there's even greater uh, segregation. Diversity. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, diversity segregation. I mean, how, how, depends on how you so-called uh, view this political tool, yeah. right? And if let's say for example we would go down that line, wouldn't wouldn't things be more fractured? I think that's the that's the point of it all. I think having diversity doesn't means you are breaking up a community, and I think that's where Singapore has faulted. Um, okay, for example, among the Malays, we have we are allowed to have dialects on our um, uh, radio stations. So I and I know language is very much different from race and ethnicity, but it is a way to kind of convey your ethnicity. It's tied together, It's tied like together. Language and culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so for me, I think those some nuances of of dialects which are lost because one we have a single kind of speak Mandarin campaign. So that's one. So Mandarins are only allowed on mainstream media. And then, but lucky, you know, we do have films which have Hokkien's and all that. And then in Malaysia, we have like, you know, Cantonese shows. And, but because there is the lack of that, I mean, a friend of mine even did a study shows that grandparents can't speak to their grandchildren because they don't speak dialects. Mm. So I think that's where ethnicity is lost. Um, does that fracture the community? I don't think so. And as myself said, I think it's a greater loss of heritage. Uh, so that's one form of ethnicity where because we focus so much on a race, which is the Chinese race as a singular race or Singapore Chinese as a singular kind of identity, um, we fail to um, celebrate. We and basically then, wiped out all exactly. the differences between all the yeah. different you know, dialect groups, for example. Mm. Yeah. yeah, And, and, and then, we, we, then they come around and use words like swaku and all that, you know, thinking that, you know, but you didn't allow these words to be used on a daily basis. I mean, I remember watching Army Days on like Channel 5 and the Hokkien words were kind of censored. As if Oh really? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah. Oh, I did not that yes. And and it's it seemed as if he was saying some curse words, but when I watched I remember watching it and I say hey, he was just speaking speaking Hokkien. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I did not notice that. Yeah. But I mean to race and, and language and so I noticed that and I thought it wasn't it was something and this is this is someone who's a Malay. I don't own the Chinese language or Hokkien language or something like that. But when I see this, I feel kind of sad because I think there is a need to allow that space of diversity. And I think compartmentalizing is what causes this whole confusion. Yes. And and so basically, Hanima, like I guess what you're saying is that any top-down intervention into race and like ethnicity and things like that, right, uh, do tend to have negative impacts. Well, not 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 always. Can can I make the argument about the whole? You know, I mean, you see this in other countries how racial enclaves uh, form. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but Singapore has always taken a very blunt and heavy-handed, uh, but maybe effective. You know, measure of like let's say you know when you're young. Uh, you know, you have to go to school with the Malay and the Indian and the Chinese. You mean just like yeah. how like in, quotas in yeah the quotas HDBs, yeah HDBs, you know yeah. that you know they have, they have to prevent enclaves from yes. Yeah. So and then you have you yeah. have you have I mean at least for us guys you have army where mm. you know you 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 have no choice yeah you have no choice you're forced to interact with other people of yeah. other races. 
um, I, I do I do feel like uh, you know when I when I when I was young ever since I was in primary school I see the Muslims go for prayers on Friday, even though I don't know why to be honest I still <laughs> don't really know why but I I'm no longer like like to me it's a, a thing that happens and yeah. if you all don't go there I will feel like something is weird you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm just used to it already you know mm. so you know it's just become a fact a, a, a fact of life and I'm not um, you know if you stop fearing something if something stops becoming unfamiliar or unknown to you. Then it's it's way easier for you to accept it as as what it is. Mm-hmm. So I I I feel like um like like uh uh this intervention, again it's very blunt. It's more like a hammer. It's not a scalpel, yeah. right? What you guys were talking about, right? Where you 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 divide into CIMO, these very archaic, very blunt, very crude terms are. It's not the work of a scalpel. It's the work of a hammer. Okay, so yeah. so the thing is, do we need a reserved elections? Do you feel that Singapore needs? To have this sort of um, way of selecting our, pre- you know, electing our president, if we get to elect someone. Nah, I, 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 I think as much as I'm for having minority representation and all that, I've, I've always felt the the means of doing it in Singapore. It's a bit of a a shortcut, and 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 you know when you cut corners, you will always you know have consequences, and the consequences is people don't feel involved. People don't feel like you know we earned and that it yeah, feels we, like that. It feels, feels like you don't trust us to make sound decisions, exactly. and you. Exactly. It feels like we are all racist now. Exactly. Because you don't trust us to make non-racist decisions. Yeah, and it it's basic and and as much as like and and I think majority of us would agree in terms of um, her credibility as an individual, you know, because of yeah. all the work that she has right. done. But it it then because of the fact that she had to fight. Um, she had to be involved in a reserve election, which then becomes a walkover. It becomes almost like a token. Like she becomes like a token Malay president. And I hate the yeah. fact that, um, yeah, like I said earlier, I, I wasn't going to vote for her. But I, as uh, objectively speaking, I can see that she has credentials. She's done quite a lot of stuff in her career as a politician. And so right now, I'm just really sad for her in a way that all this work that she's done in the past is kind of discredited by the fact that she was selected to be the president. Mm. Um, and, you know, and instead of focusing on her achievements, people are saying, oh, great, she's Malay. Oh, great, she's a woman. Oh, yeah. great. Like, it's not like, oh, she's earned her way to be a president, but, oh, just because she has boobs and, you know, she, she is Malay... Or not Malay, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't decide. It's not for me to decide. Like, you just don't talk about her achievements. You talk about what she is instead. And I think that's that's fucking tragic. Seriously. I I do think so. Um, I do want to make a clarification though. I think this is something that um, we don't usually do. Um, Nobody reads the Constitution of Singapore. And nobody understands the fact that um, the PAP. Has yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why, why do you need to familiarize yourself? Because it changes all the time. Yeah. So, 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 so the the unfortunate thing is that it's already in the constitution. Um, since the GRCs were kind of in put in place, and this was after the white paper was kind of submitted for the GRCs, and then it was bringing about. Um, the definition of someone from the Malay community actually states that the person. Um, whether the person is of Malay race or not. So the person doesn't need to be of a Malay race to be a part of the Malay community according to the constitution to be representing the Malay community. Yeah, and that's why um, Halima was allowed to be minority uh, representation for the Malays in the GRC and that automatically qualifies her to... Yeah, so... um, And that's unfortunate because 
we don't challenge the the constitutional changes of the parliament as much and then when we realize that hey, actually it doesn't work to our favor nor is it truly representative of what the people feel um then don't kind of so question since yes. you work quite closely with the malay slash muslim yes. community do they claim halima as their own <laughs> um unfortunately okay so this is this is when we we kind of have to review both at the same time right so we can see like the constitution design a certain thing so what's the sentiments on the ground i think the malay community as a whole is open to people who have different races being a part of the malay community because we do have people who are ethnically arabs who are now seen as malays because they are third generation or no, a fourth generation even. That's one. And also among the Malays, and this is like something we don't usually say, but there are a group of Malays where they'll say that, hey, you're very dark-skinned Malay, you know, or then they will use this term. This is usually, you know, this is like almost like an inside joke. And we say, oh, I'm DKK. All right. Uh, yeah, DKK. And, and DKK is Malay term for Dara Keturunan Keling, which means I'm of Indian, SS, uh, and, and, um, in Indian heritage. Yeah. So... So these people may have, for example, forefathers were Indians, but because they moved to in this region, they are third, fourth generation, assimilated to the Malay culture, still have the kind of like you know the looks of like Indian and all that. But because they have assimilated the Malay culture, they see themselves as Malay, so they identify themselves as Malay, but DKK. And that's what the term they usually use and among it's the Malays. It's derogatory, is it? I'm um, not exactly. I mean, the word "kling" can be derogatory, but this is something they call themselves. Okay. Yeah. So this is what the the so-called the the Malays who are um so-called the Malayalized Indians would call themselves. Yeah, because yeah. like I remember quite uh, when I was younger, my parents, people of my parents' generation, will refer to Indians as kling or yes. something like that. Yeah. Yep. And I don't. Like I didn't know whether it was uh, a slur or what, but it didn't. The way that you use it was like every day, yeah. kind of refer- reference. Yeah, by the way, it is a slur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a nice. It's not. A it nice is not a nice thing to call. But but in reality, there are people who are of um, Indian heritage, or but they but they identify themselves as Malays. So I think that happens, and and I think mean we cannot deny the fact that Halima is Malay in terms of I mean. The way she behaves, the way she interacts, the yeah. way she looks, and stuff like that, regardless of her father's, um, ha- um, what is her father's race and all that. So I think that is that is something that I I won't deny her Malayness. That's one for things for sure. Whether she represents the Malay community, I also de- won't deny that. Um, but I don't like the fact that we have to racialize the whole thing. I'm comfortable with her being Indian Malay or Malay Indian or whatever. You Has know? this put a spotlight on the Malay community? You feel like, and is it, uh, has it been positive or negative? Because we, I uh, don't know if you guys know, like, but there's this new comic out, comic series, and it's called uh, Robert the Author. Oh yes. So during the elections, um, they made a kind of like election poster for voting for Robert the Author, like, basically. And I posted it, you know, and I and then I added this comment, and then. After I, I posted it, then I felt like, hey, was this racist? Because the comment that I made was like, but wait, is he Malay? You know, because he's an author. But anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, then I felt like really racist after that. And I'm like... You took it down. I didn't take it down. Okay, but okay. like why inside... Is that, why is that racist? I don't know, because I was spotlighting the Malays. The Malays. Yeah. Uh, but it was not really so much that I wanted to spotlight the Malays, but rather the reserve... Pre- like yeah. presidency but then when I made that comment afterwards then I thought about it I'm like wait am I racist for doing that so it was like a really like you know like oh my yeah, god did yeah, you yeah. make me racist yeah, yeah. Or, like, am I a racist <laughs> you got tainted now yeah tainted. I'm like oh no 
Yeah, I left it out of course, but okay. It okay. it made me feel really uncomfortable for even commenting on mm. this election, the uh, selection, I whatever you want to call it, this presidency okay. thing, lah, huh? Okay, but isn't isn't it that okay? We can we can dissect race and ethnicity all we yeah. want, right? But the the fact of the matter is, we are still so called divided by all these tribal lines. No matter what we do, correct? Mm. Right? I mean, no matter. No, no matter how you want to define it, or no matter how 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 many times you want to slice the cake, right? The the fact of the Speaking matter. Speaking of is, cake, there's pandan cake. Yeah, <laughs> I just haven't eaten it yet, but then oh no. yeah. But anyway, but did people? I mean, there would be people on the ground. They feel like perhaps they are not represented enough, and then Halima represents a step in the right direction. Like, wouldn't wouldn't that be you know it, as some. By the way, I'm I'm totally against this as well. I, I don't like the way that the election was held. But at the same time, I can't help but feel like maybe there are people who who sort of feel vindicated by this so-called move. Then would that be a step in the right direction, even if it's just for the minority? Personally, I think there is there is ground to kind of say that no, there is good that Halima is president. Um, but I think. That's the the ends doesn't justify the means. If you wanted a selection, then just kept with selection. We've been selecting our presidents for many many years, and we've done it like was it like two or three times? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, from since until Ong Teng Chong, Ong Teng Chong, and we decided that okay, it's okay to select our president. Then one time we decided okay, maybe we should elect our president, give him bigger role, and and like you know get the people to choose. And then when we when we started doing that as as a society. And then we should jolly well make sure that happens. And then we just instead, the government or at least the parliament decides to make it tougher for people to become president. That's one. Um, make a um, give the authority to a group of people to decide whether you can even stand to be president. That's another. And on top of that, limited by race. So it's almost like you can be president, but by our terms. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, and like I just feel like you're just adding like lots of loop hoops for people to jump through, and then like at the end of it, you're like, oh sorry, uh, we already have our winner. Yeah. yeah. Like why why go through this whole like pomp and circumstance yeah. to 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 make us feel like we have a choice when in the end there was no choice Ex- at all. Exactly, and you know what it feels like? It feels like every single other motherfucking policy that this country has put out, and I feel like you know I feel like I feel like a fucking fifteen year old kid again, where you know your dad tells you, son, you better go and eat your vegetables or you get cancer. Is that right or wrong? Yes, that's right. It's good for you. Right, I don't have to eat vegetables. I don't eat my vegetables because I like them. I eat them because they're good for my body. But fiber, yo. Yeah, but I need to be given the choice to make the decision. I need to because I'm a fucking adult now. I'm a I'm a 35 year old man, right? I can make my own decisions. And I'm I. Are you sure about that? Or at least Singapore <laughs> as a Singapore is wait, no wait, longer an adolescent. If you weren't told that eating your vegetables is good for you and that like you know if you don't eat them you'll have cancer would you eat them okay, by okay, yourself okay when you are younger when you are young right when you're a kid and your parents tell you that sure that's where you learn but i'm you know when you are 16 and your mom tells you that like okay it's time to stop already it's time to allow me to be my own man and make my own decisions and eat my vegetables because i want to knowing the full consequences of what will happen if i don't eat my vegetables i'm an educated adult you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. not how the pap sees you though Exactly, and it's precisely because that's not how they see Singaporeans, right? As you know, it is. It's why I'm so vexed. But oh, there's another. Like, I mean, there's that. That's one way to look at it, and the other way to look at it is just that they just want to remain in power. And that's okay, there's, this an, there's the another way perspective to... about this, lah. So I I try to, we I think we've been on this, locally for a while. Mm-hmm. Let's try to 
Zoom out a little bit. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, one thing is, one ever say finish, ever say finish yet. You, you think, you think what? Elect, elect minority president to help the minorities. You think I don't know, ah? Huh? You think elect, elect Halima? Then we have we look good in front of our Muslim neighbors, so we can raise our standing in 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 the ASEAN and all that. You think I don't know, ah? Huh? You think I don't know all these things, ah? Come on, la, Come on, la. All right, Ben, chill. Okay, so eat yes. some chips and beer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so as per what Dan has just hijacked from my, Aww, from my speech. Poor thing. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but we do. I mean, one of the one of the things about Singapore is we are red dot in a sea of green, and also another thing. That's like it, Christmas. No, not not like this. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> this is not Christmas. And this is our present. <laughs> yeah, but the. Um, our government has been repeatedly pushing this agenda where they are less focused on so-called the, the internal affairs, the domestic affairs and trying to push some sort of agenda outwards. So I think getting Halima as our president is a way in that, is, is a step in that direction. So appeasing our so-called Muslim neighbours and appeasing the more progressive West. So yeah, you look because at, she's a woman and yes, she's a minority. And a minority. There's, there's all these factors in play as well. Because Singapore is super reliant on foreign powers, uh, on foreign trade, on, on imports. Ex- yeah. We do very little export. I mean, we, yeah. are, we are basically wholly dependent on imports. So, given that you know, we are so dependent on all these um, external parties, is appeasing them in some way also trying to so-called benefit us as well? Like no, local. I mean... Yes, completely. Just do it. Just say that we will select her because da 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 da. No, like, but if you do that, right? If you do that, then you negate the point of trying no, to appease that's the what, community. That, that's the what I mean. Community. Like you can select her. Don't tell us why you selected her. Just say that we like Halima. Okay, we think Halima is the best person for the president's job because she did a, such a great job no, as the speaker to, of a parliament. They, they you need know? to put on this. This, no, this but look, show, right? so no that, see, yeah. be- the whole thing about the presidency, right, I feel, is that A, it's not a very important position in some ways because she basically has no powers, even though, okay, let's not say that she does not have any powers. Let's just say that presidency uh, has this role, okay? It, it's so, supposed to be the gatekeeper for our finances, blah, 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 blah. So far, in the whole history of our presidents, only one person has asked to see like what we have. And the answer that they gave him was basically it's going to take, what, 60 men years to fucking tell you how much assets we have and blah, 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 blah. Basically, and, that, fuck off, and that person was Ong Ting Chong, yeah. my favourite person. He plays the piano, right, I think. And he sings okay. very well. He's such we a, share the same star sign. So. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. January babies. Oh, yay. Anyways, but like, okay, so he was wonderful and he loved his wife very much. And he was very handsome. Okay, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what was my point? <laughs> like, what's my plot? Fangirling. Yes, fangirling. But anyways, since... Ong Teng Chong, none of our presidents have really used their power to, to keep a check on our government. And a lot, most of them have been from the PAP. So, like, what is the point of... Okay, Ong Teng Chong was kind of also from the PAP, but he, had his, he was an independent thinker. He approved union strikes. You know, uh, he went against his colleagues in parliament. He did many great things. But since that, uh, no one has really used the powers that they had to check our government. And so, therefore, this is largely a ceremonial position. And if you want to appoint someone to look good in front of our neighbours, then just do so. No, but this is two birds with one stone, right? So, first of all, they get someone who plays by the rules, doesn't rock the boat. Second of all, they appease the international community. Yeah. But you see, the show matters. 
So no, first like, of all, first of all we first of all we say that it's a president, it's a it's a elected presidency, right? In for the people who don't understand Singapore politics, the president seems like holy shit. This is like the highest office in the land, right? Which actually technically is still is. If I'm not mistaken, the president is still the highest office in Singapore. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Technically. So, technically. So, for those people who don't understand, this is this is the fucking perfect magic show, right? The the greatest show on earth. You know, it's the equivalent of being sawed in half and nobody knows you any better. You know, this, I think this method would have worked maybe, say, 20, 30 years ago when mm. you didn't have social media and things would have just blown over if someone wanted to, like, go search for what happened with this... Yeah, they wouldn't find out. But like, you're living in 2017, and like but this Wayang is the just the effort is the one that. Wow. Well, okay. Great A for effort, lah. Okay. Yeah. Give you A for effort, Sorry. but that's it. But what do you achieve then? Like, I feel that you highlight race in a very negative light. Uh, you portray Singaporeans in a very negative way, meaning that we are not matured enough to make our own decisions. We are not matured enough to put aside aside race, uh, to vote for our best interest. And, and, and therefore you have to like kind of force this down our throats and then at the end of it you come up with all these uh, restrictions like for example they have to ha- have handled like what 500 million dollars or mm-hmm. something in their business stuff whatever and uh, then you disqualify everybody else and then when you do that when you disqualify everybody else are you saying that there are no Malay candidates in Singapore the whole of Singapore who can be a president because they don't fit these criteria, isn't that worse? I think I think the there's this, this that's the the two layers of it which which is very troublesome. And then one is the how to qualify to be a president candidate, which I think in itself is a big problem. Um, given the people who actually look through this committee is not even selected, it's not even elected. I mean, it's not even elected. They are just a bunch of people who just uh, you know people. yeah like you no. Know, you you just assemble for this this job and and your qualification are even questionable you know because you were not a president before nor were you um, in any way tied to the presidency and then you suddenly you know get picked you know and then see whether this guy is good enough for to be a president candidate right, right. so that's one where's your presidential qualification yeah so so that's one and i think on top of that the fact that you almost put the burden on the malay community to kind of to put forth these individuals and then they said there were individuals who did qualify but did not choose and then the, I've, and I've read comments saying that no it's their fault for not coming forth if they did come forth you would have an election I mean like to be a president needs conviction you don't just one day wake up and say I want to be president and then you start signing exactly. your papers exactly yeah. it, it, and it's so unfair yeah. because when you have like this reserved election right you put stress on those individuals who can represent their their racial brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. For example, and if let's say they don't step up, there's no one, and then like people are going to point to them, "Hey, you, <laughs> you make us look bad, lah." Yeah. You know, kind of yeah, and and furthermore, it was it was almost like a like it just happened, you know, within one year, this whole thing kind of like rolled into place, and then people like uh, Sari Marikan who did want to kind of step in and become president, uh, said that he if he had known earlier, he would have done more, you know, to make sure he meet the mark. Um, but he did, wasn't. He wasn't able to because the because they just anyhow they change it lah. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like yeah, yeah. Like you know, your aggregate score suddenly went up by like two hundred million, yeah. and then you suddenly yeah. don't make it. For exactly. The, yeah. Like this is fucking ridiculous ah. Yeah. So I think I think that that those 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 mechanisms seem 
too doctored like it almost makes it impossible for individuals to come forth and all that and and almost give it like a leeway for Halima to kind of like just step into place and then just make her way to the throne you know I feel like instead of a very nice like suspense movie where you don't know the ending this is like a B-grade horror movie where you know like if they open the door there will be a ghost or there will be a murderer somewhere and then the music is already playing like very dramatically to tell you what's going to happen before it even Mm. happens right like I mean Mm. come on Uh, we are not stupid anymore. I mean, we are, we are more sophisticated now. Bluff us with ways that are more like, you know, subtle and sophisticated, please. No, they, they always use the, the simplest way, right? Like uh, how Najib just oh, switch off the lights. <laughs> <laughs> and the money's gone. And so, so, like don't, the, the more sophisticated... Is sophi- this the switching off of lights yeah. for Singapore? The, the more sophisticated you become, the the, the easier it is to so-called unveil. But anyway, I think, I think over, okay, uh, the, overall the sentiment is that we, while we don't like the, um, the way the election was held, we still, at some level, so-called support Halima because she is an accomplished woman. The, the, the question that I have now is... Um, I mean, going back to the so-called the international policies thing, like, like, do you think that there, there should be a focus internationally by playing the races among each other here in Singapore in, in order to so-called have this perceived um, end, end goal that may or may not benefit everybody? I, by the way, I'm also, like I said, like, I'm against all of this shit. Like, I mean, I'm for the first time in don't know how many years, how many months, I'm actually in agreement with everybody. But... <laughs> Oh my god, I later go and buy 4D. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I just, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate a bit. Okay. But uh, I just feel like they, they, the PAP is just simply misguided in the way that they are approaching this. I feel yeah. that there is something to be said for strategic planning of all these kind of political games. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel that, like you said, uh, we've already have like articles talking about how you know, our neighbours uh, from Indonesia and Malaysia, they're already talking about, like, how great it is that Halima is our president. And, yeah, I, we, I would love to endear ourselves to of our neighbours, correct? Of course, yes. And I think this is strategically very smart. Yes, yes. To right? the China-Chinese, we are to the, Chinese. Yeah, you know, to and the Muslims in the exactly, region, we because, are, we are Because Muslim our PM president. is Chinese, yeah. and then we've got a Malay, uh, or Malay, I don't know, uh, we've got Halima as president. <laughs> Right, uh, and and therefore she kind of like you know even better she represents like Malays and Indians, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, like, what do you think about this strategy? I I, I think at the end of the day, if we always see Singapore as an economic machine, um, it's when we would lose the the spirit of it. We're losing the plot. Yes. So and we. I think if every time there's something happens and say, oh, but it's good for Singapore's economy, it's good for Singapore's growth and all that, mm. then that means we are all like little gears of this economic, mach- economic machine. It just needs to be tweaked once in a while to make sure it will run. Are we not? You mean we're not? <laughs> Wait, are you giving us the red pill right now? <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much an idealist. I'm, I'm an idealist and I, and I believe in the value of diversity for diversity's sake. Um, and um, and I think there is even economic value in being diverse and but it's something that we have not yet kind of tried to pursue um, and this too much intervention, state intervention making sure everything is represented um, for races, for individuals and all that I think it is something we need to grow out of yeah so um, the only positive thing I hear out of this whole thing is um, DPM Tarman 
who actually came forth and says that it is an aspiration and he understands that the people can be you know uh, oh negative God, I <laughs> and, and honestly I think someone who has the guts to say that to kind of acknowledge that people are not comfortable with this is good especially coming from someone in the cabinet that's one second is also the fact that it's he, he talks about the aspiration to make sure the race don't matter and I think that's something that we need to put forth if we don't put that as like a yardstick I think we will always get dwell. I mean, we always dwell on this idea that speaking we need to get racial of, yeah, representation. Speaking of yeah. Taiwan, right? Let me just say that I know so many Chinese people. The fangirling comments. Yes, <laughs> I, I think Taiwan should be our next prime minister. Yeah. I know so many people I... who are Chinese or like Malay or whoever the hell it is, Singaporeans who will be behind Taiwan if he wants to run for. Uh, well, you can't run for a prime minister. What am I talking about? But if he were to be our next minister, like prime minister, like we would be so fucking happy over like all the other candidates. Like we should yeah, be allowed yeah. to elect our prime minister. <laughs> yes, I feel that. Okay, I give you the presidency. Just fucking take it. I don't give a shit. Let us elect our prime minister. Taman would fucking. Oh, no, you can elect the prime minister through the party that you vote in. Yeah, in yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, people of Angmokyo just vote out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then that's the, that's then the we will have a problem Yes but anyways I was just joking Please don't come after me <laughs> But anyways That's not gonna Yeah uh, But yes I, I just feel that In a lot of ways I think we've As a society I feel that Singapore Is already kind of Quite Post-racial In that way That we would support The best candidate For the position yeah, how do you guys feel about that? Or maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I just move in circles that are more liberal and post-racial. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think racializing things in Singapore is out of hand, honestly. Um, okay, let's take a step back. We're looking at the highest office now and we think like, you know, there should be racial representation. How about like the worst of offenses? And, and in Singapore, we talk about um, drug abuse as like something very bad because it carries like, you know, death, death penalty. And, and most recently, the stats were re- re- revealed that the Malays were overrepresented. Like 1,700 Malays were caught to be drug abusers. Um, and what happened after that, and this is very funny. So if you see the statistics for drug abuse is by race, by age, by whether you're first-timer, second-timer, or many-timers, and gender. That's it. There's no social, economic, there's no how many HDB you live in and all that. Because those would actually show more like kind of the social... Um, dynamic you know, demography so, But unfortunately Race was highlighted And then what happened was that Because Malays were overrepresented The, the, the problem got pushed to the Malay Muslim community And then after that The Malay kind of owned the problem By having now They have this um, campaign called Dadai to Haram Which means drug is forbidden Forbidden in the faith of Islam which is haram means to be forbidden in the faith and and it becomes a now religious problem and which ah. i think becomes problematic because you don't solve the social issue of drug abuse um so now racializing the issue it's owned by the malay community then become a religious issue it was even highlighted during the friday sermon then i'm thinking to myself wait how are we solving this problem so we are not solving the problem then take let's take a step back is it a really a malay problem so if i look at it um, and I look, look at the numbers, only 0.4% of Malays are drug abuse, are drug abusers. If you like kind of cut down the numbers, um, 1,700 by maybe 400,000. And, and 
I don't think that's big enough of a number for me to own the problem. I don't know any drug abusers personally. Maybe I've had like, you know, my uncle's kind of friends or my, my aunt's husband or whatever, something like, you know, like, but I've known people, but I don't think it's a problem that I should be working on because it's a social issue. It's not a racial issue. There might be racial reasons because we have caught people, say, people are peddling from Malaysia. It could be because of ease of language or communication. It could be because of social status and all that. But the, 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 the fact that we put a racial blanket on the abuses, it becomes a racial problem. Likewise, we want to see minority represent, representation. We decided that, okay, maybe the Malays should be, have representation. So then they, they feel that, you know, they are now in the highest office, so they don't feel. I think this this racialization is something which in itself segregate our community then we put kind of people into compartments so um, if you're Malay most likely you're a drug abuser most probably your highest qualification is what uh, post-secondary um, unlikely that you have a degree um, most probably your job will be certain 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 and and I think that in itself it's something we need to break away from yeah because if you see ourselves as this then you have to do a bit of tokenism saying that you know what there are Malays who do this there are Malays who can be president there are Malays who can be and 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 instead of looking through and then realizing that there are like social issues beyond just the fact that a certain race is represented it it is a political reality that hmm. we carry around with us this sense this this tribal sense that that we have i mean the the government's categorization of drug abusers, for example, I, to be honest, I also don't know how else to categorize it as. La. If let's say you were to remove the racial, um, the age, the gender aspect of it, then if let's say, for example, we, we were to look at it from an economic point of view, and then we've determined that there is an economic aspect to it, then how do we solve the problem then? You see, what then is then the... Maybe we target our drug abuse kind of campaign, anti-drug abuse campaigns to like, you know, rental homes, or making sure that we... we 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 send messages clearly there. But then, if let's say, if let's say, for instance, right? If let's say, for instance, in that particular scenario, there is a heavy preponderance, right, of a certain race. Doesn't matter what race, like, it could be Indian, it could be Chinese, for example. Then wouldn't that, wouldn't we cycle back to square one? Okay, okay. Let me let me bring up this very interesting yeah. uh thing that happened recently. So like you remember, like our dear PM uh mentioned diabetes as one of the. Uh, what well, oh, one yeah, of those things yeah, that yeah. we need to like really be yeah. aware yeah, of in Singapore, right? Yeah. So, uh, so then afterwards, I think or uh, during that period, there were like articles coming out that were saying that you know, uh, I think Malays or Indians have a higher chance of getting diabetes. So basically, they were just saying that Chinese food is bland and healthy, and then like you know, Indian food and Malay food were like really delicious but very unhealthy. Blah 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 blah. blah. And then so again, th- through that racial lens, you know, we yeah, yeah. we kind of uh, <laughs> do do things, uh, do view things through that very uh, racialized way. So, which is not to say that there isn't any um, But you look at, look at it, I mean, look at it from another point of view. Like, like, for instance, okay, let's also, let's remove the race portion a bit. For instance, right, I mean, there's a, there's a very clear difference between the blacks in America and the whites in America. Even though they are so-called living in the same environment, for for the most parts, the a, a good portion of the of the blacks in America, for example, have something uh, more susceptible to something called sickle cell anemia. Yeah. Yeah. So this is part of their so-called their mm. their ethnic her, um, heritage, which is 
part, maybe they brought it over from Africa as as part of their as part of their genes or whatever, and therefore there is something there. The the same can be applied here. Like we we all come from different places. The the racial aspect of it still matters. Of course, when we when we bring it first, uh, when we bring it to the forefront, it, it seems like we are trying to be racist or whatever. But at the same time, we cannot deny that there is this reality that we are facing. That I don't. I I'm not a real race realist. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. I don't believe in, for example, IQ tests that that spots like certain races or that that favor certain races. I I don't believe in none of that shit, right? But at the same time, we cannot deny the fact that within certain groups in in the human race, you know, we carry with us certain heritage that mm-hmm. predispose us to perhaps certain behaviors, perhaps certain health issues. Yeah. So. But we have to be honest about what is it that we are talking about. Like we have to, we have to be able to say, you know what? Maybe the Malay community has a higher preponderance towards diabetes. It's not to say that your food sucks or your food is whatever, right? But we, if that is the case, if that's for example, we find out is is science, right? Yeah. We 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 go through the scientific method and we discover that this is in fact a fact. A fact that great food tastes. It's not good for you. Yeah, perhaps like right? fried chicken. Yeah. It's not good for you, but it's delicious. Then we have to acknowledge it and say that you know maybe there's something that I mean you can ignore it as a person that says that oh you identify as Malay, but I think you're full of shit. Okay, do do so at your own risk, right? <laughs> okay. Uh. Ah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm um I'm a I'm a paramedic, and during my paramedic classes, we were told to look out for risk factors. So one of the risk factors we're told for. If you are looking for someone with a heart attack, is the person is like elderly, over forty. The person is a male, mm-hmm. and and most probably Indian. So and and it was written on our notes, you know. So if you are Indian, the risk to have a heart attack is higher. But when I look at it, and because we understand the process, it's evidence based. So that means what they did a whole study of Singaporeans who had heart attacks, and they realized that you know what, if you're Indian, the the, the risk factor of you having a heart attack is higher. But whether that the cause of it is because of your diet. Your lifestyle or your culture—it is something debatable, or it could be the fact that within the community, um, the issue of taking of your taking of your heart is not something highlighted. Yeah, or you know you don't, or maybe because of certain habits or certain uh, cultural behavior. So some people would say um, Indians drink more than Malays or Chinese, you know. But but that's not something that we can. Correlate back to the heart 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 disease. Okay, so, so yeah. Do you get what I mean? So I yeah. just saying that mm, there is a high percentage of Malays getting diabetes in Singapore. That doesn't mean Malay culture promotes diabetes. And I think that is something that or Malay food promotes diabetes. It mean I can we can you can eat that Malay food your whole life and not still have diabetes. Maybe because you eat in small proportion or you eat in moderation. So I think that is something that we need to kind of. Be clear of where where exactly is the yeah. I think what like the the point that Saifu mentioned earlier that I was kind of struck by was like how uh, because you racialize it, then therefore the community has to kind of take ownership of that problem. For example, like the the like talking about drug abuse during a sermon. Yes, is that what you call it? Sermon. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That 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 to me sounds a little bit like far fetched. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't think that that should happen because. You can talk about how to be a good person, and by not taking drugs, uh, you know, like a, a, like a behavior of a good person. Do not sell drugs because that might harm other people. Maybe, yeah. 
Yeah, but like, why should why should you know the drug prevention be part of the topics within a sermon? That that to me is a little bit like mind blowing. And it it happened just weeks after the the statistics were released. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a reaction to the. It's like no, no, look at what we are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are exactly. not. We're not. We're not, we're not promoting we, it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I for this particular statistics about the drugs thing, I'm not too familiar with how they are gathering data and so on and so forth. But let's look at it another way, lah. I mean, I I don't want to get on this too much, mm. but the way that I always see things, right? Okay, I always try to look at it from the reverse as well. So let's just say, for instance, we we find that race. Let's remove race from the from the matter, right? And then we find that a group of people who eat certain type of food have the high preponderance of diabetes, mm-hmm. right? And then we we figure out something. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, refined sugar. Maybe it's a higher level of salt whatever it is, or higher trans fats, whatever, okay, we find that this group of people who consume this, have, having this diet, have a higher rate of diabetes, okay, we, we figured it out, race is not involved, but then at the same time, we've, we come to realize that, hey, you know what, maybe a certain, like, a, a good portion of Malay food contains all these things that translate into higher rates of diabetes, mm-hmm. and then with a higher majority of Malay people consuming Malay food. I mean, if let's say for I'm Chinese and I consume Malay food and I have a put myself at risk, then therefore the racial element is removed. Yeah. But at the same time, we when we look at it from the reverse, right? And then if we 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 look at it like this, and we go back to the square one again, where it is the a certain community or certain racial group that is higher at risk as a result of the 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 factors that is now known. Mm-hmm. That is non-racial. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. What, what what happens then? Like this. Is, so actually, we we are we are sort of stepping on eggshells here and trying to not offend certain groups or certain races because we don't want to alienate part of their culture. Mm-hmm. But it's not that I want to stop you from eating Malay food. But hey, maybe there is a problem and we need to acknowledge it. Right. Sorry. Have you guys been to a poly to the polyclinic? Mm-hmm. Uh, and all polyclinics in Singapore would have this. There would be a cupboard with like you know those Japanese restaurants where they have to like those um, silicone um, fake food and all that just to show what they're serving. So they have that in every polyclinic in Singapore. It's a cupboard. Yeah, I think I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for basically, they'll say like a plate of rice would have be this. A plate of chicken rice would be this many calories, and a plate of something else or would be or chicken rice with no skin or steamed chicken rice or whatever would be of lesser um number of calories. And and it, it's simple. And I've observed people looking at it and say that this is bad and this is good. This is bad and this is good. Not looking at the racial kind of like which race eats this food or not, because a healthy diet is not about only the kind of um, which ethnicity you kind of choose to eat but the fact that you eat a balanced diet you cut out what things you don't eat so much what is not so good for you or excessive would be harmful to your body and you you make sure you have enough of your like nutrients and vitamins so that is the the, the kind of the idea behind um, what a healthy diet is right so if we can focus on that and say that you know what cut down on this eat more of this I think that would be a more objective approach. Do you get what I mean? So I think so something the that we report should be something along the lines of like instead of Malay food, Indian food, it should be foods like this. Foods which contain a lot of coconut milk. Foods which contains a lot of exactly and salt and all that, like laksa, like yeah. nasi goreng, like whatever. So, so, so I think if we were more objective in the sense that to identify diet instead of uh, ethnicity, 
then it would it seem like it we we are trying to solve the issue from the the diets yeah and that's i think that's why i feel sometimes we totally miss the point presidency is not about what race you are but whether you are in a position to represent everyone same thing so but we feel that because a certain race has not been represented then we kind of put it into place that we have to represent that race yeah so i think that's when we keep racializing things like the, keep, yeah, yeah and the other thing is like the presidency shouldn't even be like racialized in the first place because you're supposed to represent all of Singapore exactly. not just one race that's what your fucking MPs are for but John I do get what you say about stepping on eggshells in fact I feel like we are doing that now so I feel like I'm doing <laughs> that my entire life uh. but that's how we've been taught to live in Singapore man Like, I just feel like okay I mean Saifo I get what you're saying and is what you're saying is totally fair and objective like I, I get it and it would be really fantastic if let's say for example the whole of human psychology can really just encompass and say hey Take into account your individual fucking choices. Make good decisions, right? I've been saying this over and over again <laughs> throughout John, this entire fucking podcast. John, the libertarian, yeah, yeah. Right? is frustrated. I, look, I, I'm all about, I'm all about the individual, and I want you to make good choices. But at the same time, you know, I mean, just having conversations in within this podcast and all that, you really and and just looking at it from like a real world sort of perspective, is that. Sometimes if you don't do targeted approach, uh, targeted marketing, uh, <laughs> 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 like shit doesn't work. Uh, but okay, uh, but actually Saifu, what you say is like 100% true and I, and I agree with you. Like we do have to remove um, race from a good portion of the stuff that we are talking about, especially when it has no relevance. And, and I get that, you know, like uh, with what you're talking about with food, with presidencies, yes, 100%. Uh, please focus on your individual choices. Yeah. That's that's all I have to say about it. Okay, can okay. we move on and then talk about uh, what happens when Halima is no longer the MP? Because right now we, by right, we are supposed to have like a by election, right? Yes. Because there is no longer any like minority, minority representation for uh. her area for her GRC, and then like the whole point of a GRC is that you have minority representation, right? Like so, if if now you don't have, then how? You you don't represent the minorities, you know, Halima's what? X what? I didn't consider that. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah, but that was brought up. So basically, they said that the, the in terms of the political process, um, it is still up to the prime minister to decide whether by-election is needed. Yeah, and, and that's the funny thing. It's yeah, like, you know, like, so, so the, we are being wait, The prime minister is Chinese, you know? <laughs> How, ah? Uh? He's not going to take... He's not... He can't represent the minority, eh? Yeah, so I think. I, I mean, think if you want to racialize it all the way, and that's I think that's when the political system in Singapore seems to favor the the the, the, the ruling party. Yeah, we, uh, they're just trying to square the circle, la. That's what they always. That's what they have always been doing. It's like oh, somewhere along the lines, we made a misstep. Then let's have a plaster over it. Then have another leaking. <laughs> they have another like Oops. fucking leaking faucet. Like somewhere. oh, is it uh, like yeah. something is broken? Let's just use the what's they called the the, bandit, the right? cable uh, ties yeah, to yeah, tie yeah, it together, yeah, like our MRT right. system, yeah. which is not really working. Oh, yeah. oh no, like so the then, not so mess. Yeah, I'm not. not I won't so be surprised if you know we won't have a by election anyway, and someone is just but nominated. But like, see, that that is the whole thing about this whole hypocrisy. A, you have a president that's supposed to represent the minority instead of all the whole of Singapore, as a president is supposed to do. And B, you remove someone from office, uh, not like her, her, her MP position, where she is supposed to represent the minority. And then our PM decides whether we need minority representation and if he says no it means that there's no minority representation 
for that particular GRC. So, like, in what world does this make sense to you correct, at correct, all? Correct, correct, correct. I think, I think what's going on, people are unhappy simply because uh, you say the rules are like that, but not the rules have changed. You yeah, say your rules, rules are, this are just, like, this, not rules. Yeah, this is a constant thing this. that's been happening, you know, our entire <laughs> life. It's like, the, can you blame the, us for being confused? Yeah. It's the Kevin and Hobbs game, right? Like, what is the game that they play where they can just keep adding rules to the game? <laughs> <laughs> yes. no, matter, no matter what. And your rules yeah. can contradict each other. Yeah, yeah. and you can, you can just keep adding... And uh, it, it your can just, like, view. entirely not make sense whatsoever. But it's still going on. Like, this whole game is still going on. Do, do, we, do we have any last thoughts that you have not made known but want to make known about the elected presidency? About racial profiling in Singapore, about systemic racial pro- profiling, or, or you know, or about faith in general, or is is there anything that you guys want to say before we we? I have one thing. Yes. If race doesn't exist, do we still have Chinese privilege? <laughs> <laughs> it's a sorry, sorry it's an have, internal joke. It's an internal joke. <laughs> I have one thing to say. I still want my holiday. <laughs> okay. Let's have a Halima day. We'll yeah, just celebrate her. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I we'll would. just celebrate her res- uh, presidency, and Sha- I, I would buy I would buy a pandan cake. Saifu, <laughs> <laughs> so you have anything to to you want to add? I'm never a big fan of being Malay and all that, but I think uh, what got me was when I was growing up. Because I've been a big fan of public speaking, so I joined this competition in school. It's called a uh, book talk. And then I spoke with like this mud accent, like no very Malay accent, and I, yeah, no, okay, because I I I stopped doing it after many years. But if I was supposed to say like, so kalau eh, so if I try to talk with a Malay accent, it would sound something like this, yeah. And I talked like that during my book talk, and I got second place. And my HO, I went to my HOD lah and told her um, if anything I can if there's anything I can improve and she said to me, drop the accent. <laughs> and I was yeah and at that point of time, I stopped feeling Malay. Right. Yeah, that was that was that was a crucial period in my time when I stopped feeling Malay, and 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 I grew up in like that few years not wanting to be Malay. Yeah, until the point of time I realized that there's value in, 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 in ethnicity, ethnic identity because there must be reason why people kind of groom that you know, communities have that identity. And I think it's, it's beautiful, the fact that we are able to kind of celebrate different things as important in our lives and all that. So I learned to embrace it later, much, much later. Um, and, and, and I think it is something that, um, yeah, so I'm okay um, talking in Malay or English and identify myself as Singaporean. Um, and at the same time, being an individual also, um, I'm a pacifist, I'm a vegetarian, and I'm an interfaith activist. So I don't really care what you think of me because I've decided certain identities for myself. At the same time, I identify with certain communities. So I think that's perfectly all right. Yeah. This reminds me of a story. I'll just take like 20 <laughs> yeah. seconds to describe okay, it. Go ahead, go ahead. So the, I always love this story. I remember, I remember I had this uh, art exhibition at SMU once and right next to my exhibit, there was this, there was this lady, right? She put up uh, her own little exhibit and the title, and she was censored because of a title hmm. and the title of the exhibit was Too Bad You're Malaysian Chinese and the reason she included that title hmm. was because it was actually something her teacher said to her and uh. it made her felt like, like fucking horrible. Like basically, oh. she didn't felt like she belonged. So, that, and she actually had the like a little transcript of the whole I think it's like a tear out of a diary uh, and it was part of the exhibit and SMU censored her 
anyway they just mm. they just like no no fuck your context I'm <laughs> you have to put a piece of cloth over your title right okay and leave it up there until you are willing to change it and uh, to me the whole thing was just like really really bizarre the the, the whole situation was like it's a sort of reminiscence of how your teacher told you to drop the accent you know yeah. like the figures of authorities are always trying to tell us to you know remove certain aspects of your identity or to you know you know yeah. you should do something more about this you know you should you know fuck this shit fuck that shit anyway yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear if I had not come across so many authority figures in my life they insist on being authority figures I wouldn't be anti-authoritarian <laughs> I, I, I assure you everything I who I am right now is a reaction thanks to all of you people okay anyway uh, there's anything anything else you know how we usually oh, okay please how, how we usually end a podcast Right, is we go through one of uh, uh, dance, dance magical moments. Magical moments. <laughs> yes. okay, so how how what I'll do is that I'll give you a hypothetical magical moment. Right, then we will go around answering you know the 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 hypothetical circumstance at hand. Maybe start with John, then you, and then the Angie, yeah. and then I'll go last. Okay. Okay, I've been I've been it's been fermenting in my head just now. So <laughs> that's why you were so quiet. Yes. <laughs> You're walking down the street. It's late at night. You're walking past a a construction area. It's very quiet. And for some reason, the lights all seem to be, you know, flickering on and off. You feel a sense of dread in your heart. You have no idea what ready to do. And you realize that, it's, oh, maybe it's seventh month. It's very close to the, you know, the, the, the Hungry Ghost Festival. And then your steps quicken. And then suddenly you hear, like, cling-clang clashes of metal all over the place. And before you knew it, this throwing star goes, you know, flies past your cheek and slices into your ear. And you start bleeding. Ah! And then you are like in, in, like a, in like a war zone, you know, and then like all these black figures with swords, you know, like, like jump around you and then they are fighting each other, some in blue, some in red, and they're hacking each other, there's blood everywhere, and all you can do is to just duck while all the swords and, and throwing stars go all the place. And then, you know, like a, a dead ninja falls down in front of you, you know, his head has is, is been chopped off, and you're like, ah, there's blood everywhere, and you, you know, you don't know what to do, and then the, the, the chaos finally stops, and then like the victorious faction steps out of the shadows, you know, and then... You realize that one of the, the head ninjas, like her 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 what call it has her mask has dropped off and it's Halima Yakub. And she sees you and she's like, Come here, you Singaporean person <laughs> of whatsoever gender. <laughs> and she's like, You must keep this a secret, okay? Actually I, Halima Yakub, have been part of this secret organization that's been fighting another secret organization that's hell bent on the destruction of Singapore. And you must keep quiet, okay? Okay, at that moment, right? covered in blood with all the dead people around you and the clean-up crew coming with Halima Yaakob standing beside you with her bloody sword, right? What do you say? I'll, I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> you aren't going to talk about the presidency? No, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be like, okay, fine. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Just spare my life. <laughs> I'll take this to the grave. <laughs> no one shall know Halima Yaakob is the secret ninja defender of Singapore. <laughs> no, doesn't it concern you that she has to do secret ninja defending and then after that, the day she has to go... Not at all. <laughs> and then the day she has to go and like masa masa you know, in her kitchen, then after that go to uh, presidential duties, then at night must still fight ninja again. Like, don't you think that it would harm her? It would, it would affect her job as the president of Singapore? <laughs> well... She's defending us from secret forces so hell bent on. So she says. Yeah, I know. Fucking what do you what do you want me to do? <laughs> she's fucking holding a katana. Right, oh, there's, you know it's a katana. There's sharp, a there's, she fucking lobbed the head of some other ninja. I don't know. I can't even 
I can't even fucking throw a punch to save my life. You want me to suddenly duel a uh, katana wielding halima s- somersaulting right uh, ninja killing halima Yakub <laughs> all by myself surrounded by her ninja clan like what the fuck? How well will you do, Seth? I I think um from my experience of watching too much uh, Netflix shows. Um, I think <laughs> Honestly um, it, it sounds like a really good Netflix show Netflix you should buy this idea <laughs> it wouldn't Please mix. pay Dan Wong for this <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes And credit him uh, President um, Come Ninja Warrior um, Yeah so I think From my match experience Exactly Yeah um, I would my, Pay my allegiance to her I would say oh. No My my, uh, I will be your doing And stuff like, I would join her ninja clan Paul <laughs> you know um, And I would make Myself Yeah and who knows You know I. She actually might be the bad guy you know? Just like you what NG said like, it, it, Exactly It doesn't matter it's cool matter. <laughs> It's cool <laughs> oh, shit. You, you know, know It's okay yeah. Yeah, It's okay to pay your allegiance To the bad guy first and I would rather Yeah Pay my allegiance to a badass no, not only that, she's the winning team. Always pay your allegiance to the winning team. That's what Netflix shows tell you. Works. That's how it works. Yeah, if you. You're a braver man than I am, Saifu. It'd be like just kneeling down. I paid my allegiance to you, Halima Yakov. Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, and, and, and I live in Ishun, so that helps. Oh yeah, God. so. Yeah, and. And yeah, I, I'm. And. Honestly, that this starting to make sense. That's why so many things are happening in Ishun. You opened my eyes to a different world altogether. The era of Ishun. Yeah, the allegiance, fight the war, join the ninjas. Okay, yeah. cool. yeah. that's really cool. I didn't consider that. I was more. Think- I was really considering talking about her presidential campaign and how she can balance her work-life balance. But you're right. I probably, I probably would be scared out of my wits. Angie, uh, what, 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 what would you do? I would be very impressed. Like, imagine, like, this woman who, you know, is a politician by day, a family person by night, and then also, like, a ninja fighter in the streets. I tell you, I would be, like, so happy to have her as our president. Like, oh, yeah, okay. I'd be like, fuck, Halima, you're such a badass. So I your, fucking your, love your, this. your nay will change to yay. Like yeah, that. I would, like, fucking <laughs> vote for her, you know, for the first time ever in my life. I would vote for a PAP candidate. <laughs> Happily. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I wish this were true. You make me very sad that it is not true. <laughs> what would you do then? I would, I'll be like, uh, I'll help you clean up. Then I'll take some of the katanas off the, the bad guy ninjas and I'll sell them on, on Craigslist or sell them on Carousel. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a whore that way. <laughs> I just want to earn money. <laughs> oh, man. Battlefield scavenger. <laughs> yes, yes. By the way, can, we just, can we just build that wall around Yishun? We don't need to. We have extra police now. Yeah, we have gurkhas and extra police officers. So, Ishun is as safe as. That's what you say, lah. <laughs> you don't know if there's been like crews cleaning up after the Haliman Ninja <laughs> in the dead of the night. Okay. Okay. Cool. We've come so, to the end of yeah. this podcast. Thank you so much, Saifu, for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you, you so Saifu. Much for coming. Is it okay if we, we invite you next time round? We got a similar topic, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Um. So you have to include, you know, the longkang kitties and kucing kurap. Yes, oh, of, yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. In fact, we might probably we might draw a uh, no no promises, but we might draw a kucing kurap for. Yeah. For Any you, preference yes. for color? Brown. 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 I'm okay. Malay. <laughs> 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 what was that not about? Not racializing things you said. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> You're so racist, I fool. <laughs> 
Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Ken, All right. Ken. Lovely. 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 So, ladies and gentlemen, please. Uh, uh, we 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 really, 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 really want to hear what you guys have to say on this topic. Please, please write in the comments. Even if it's something as simple as scolding John or Angie or say, saying funny things about me, please go ahead and write it into the comments. Like and share our posts and we'll, we'll, see, we'll, we'll be glad to, to, to hear from you. Right? And uh, we'll see you on the next lesson.